0: Welcome, welcome to another episode of Dad, Can We Talk? This is episode 81, and today I am outside doing this podcast over Zoom, so uh, if you hear any sounds in the background, my kids are in the backyard in the pool, so if you hear any kids screaming, um, I'm outside of my front porch, if you hear any cars. Or hear anything, dogs or whatever, just ignore it all. You know, people just reliving regular life. And uh, so I'm just ready to get into this episode today. But before that, I need all my my followers to go to dadcanwe talk.com. If you have not already, check out some of the old episodes. And if you can. And would be nice enough, kind enough, go to the YouTube page and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go to Instagram, follow us on Instagram. Go to Facebook and follow on Facebook. And go to TikTok and follow on TikTok. And it is Dad Can We Talk across the board, where you can find us or you can just type in Google. Uh, Dad, can we talk? And usually, you will see some type of link connected to the podcast there if you're looking to listen to the podcast. So, without further ado, like I said, this is episode 81, and we are inching that much closer to getting to episode 100. And I am so excited, and I can't wait until we get there. It's been a long journey, uh, over the last two and a half years of doing this podcast there have been many days where i wanted to quit and give up but i'm still doing it i'm still pushing i'm going i'm trying to keep it going even though a lot of things in life gets crazy at times stuff with the kids uh marriage is wild at the moment currently it's very wild so y'all continue to pray for me man pray for my wife pray for my marriage pay Just pray for my kids. Pray for everyone, man. You know, involved. It's just a lot of stuff going on. Um, Just a lot. You know, life can get heavy at times. But uh, that's why I do Dad Can We Talk. Because Dad Can We Talk, for me, is therapeutic. And it gives me the opportunity to talk with another man. uh, And just be able to get some things off my chest. And allow another man to uh, be able to get some things off his chest. You know, I think it's good. And it's very healthy for men to do this. So that's why I do what I do, man. Because I believe that we all need an outlet. So that that can we talk is that outlet for dads and men, period. Um, So, yeah, without further ado, man, let's get here. I got a guest with me today, a guy that reached out to me on Instagram um, a few weeks ago. And, um, man, we just... Started talking fatherhood, you know, started talking uh, what our journeys have been up until this point. And uh, I just thought it was fitting that I would bring bro on the podcast because I like to hear the stories of dads from all over the place. And um, he is in England, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, what I'm going to do, I'm going to allow him to introduce himself to the dad. Can we talk community? How you doing, my man?
1: I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, sir. I, uh, yeah, it's a it's a privilege to be on. Uh, yeah, my name's Dan. Uh, I'm living out here in England. Um, I, I reached out to you on Instagram. That's right. I I go by the name of Hi That Dad Guy. Yeah. Um <laughs> Basically, because a lot of other names were taken, but um, one of the main reasons is uh, I'm a physiotherapist, a physical therapist. So a lot of the time. Um, if you have a social media presence, you kind of have to have like a an alter ego, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's why I kind of um keep my full name out of it and mm-hmm. like go down a different route. But no, um, yeah, I I've had a few things going on lately. Um, and we we started because I've not been on Instagram long. Um and I kind of sort of started reaching out to other dads, came across your page and I could see that you were connecting with like lots of different people and um, I've got a little girl she's two and a half almost Well, just just over two and a half so um, every day is just a learning experience um, so being able to speak to other dads about it is just like oh, it's, it's mega you can't put a price on that um, the, the people around where I live it's a bit spread out so you get a proper connection with people at a touch of a button on something like Instagram. So it's, it's, it's great. Um, But yeah, no, I'm going through a few things. Um, So I'm, I'm a physical therapist, but I've kind of just moved uh, into part-time working um, because over the past nine months or so, I've had a bit of an epiphany where I've decided I want more flexibility in my life. I want more time with my family. i I don't want to be stuck in a a rigid structure of work that's nine to five and someone else is pushing the buttons and and we don't really get much choice. So I've I've started to make a um a few changes in my life. So I'm 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 sure we'll talk about that today as well. Oh
0: yeah, oh yeah, definitely. but well, uh, yeah, we're definitely gonna get there. I want to go there now, but I'm gonna hold back. But uh, <laughs> I'm gonna we're gonna start it how we always started. Dad, can we talk? Always has this as the first question. So we're gonna go there. We wanna take it back real quick. I want you to talk about uh, what your relationship was like with your dad. Uh,
2: in all honesty,
1: when what, what, cause now I don't have a relationship with him whatsoever. Um, so I'm 36 um, and that relationship finished probably when I was about 16. Um, there are lots of reasons and we can get into that. I'm happy to talk about that. But yeah, my relationship with, with my dad when I was younger was probably mixed, I would say. Um, it it mainly centred around football, soccer. I played a lot of it as a child and um, he got involved in the sort of like local uh, junior clubs. And that, that was our sort of thing. And for my brothers as well. So that was our our bonding experiences uh experience but there were times where there there were negative aspects to that as well really um but in in brief we don't have a relationship uh anymore but um i'm i'm happy to go into that further
0: yeah i was going to ask you you know um has there been how long has it been since you guys, you know, really just had a relationship?
1: Between me and him. Um, So it's, it'll be like 20 years now. 20, wow, wow. And it, there was just one day where I decided no. So basically what happened um, to, to lead to that point, um, when I was a lot younger, I think he cheated on my mum and they got back together eventually. So there was maybe... I don't know, a period of a couple of months where they weren't together. Um, but me and my brothers had realised that something was going on. Um, didn't know quite what because we weren't old enough. Um, and then they got back together and we kind of discontinued as normal. Um, and then years down the line, my parents opened a restaurant um, and we moved to live above it because it was just easier logistically with getting to and from school etc we didn't have to go to a different house in between so yeah we we kind of lived above it and it it was doing really well um there there came a point I don't know maybe five years after it opening and it it had a a good reputation like locally and from with people from afar um and I was in my room so I was maybe like 15 I was in my room and my mum and dad were in their bedroom next door and I could kind of hear a bit of arguing I didn't know what was going on and then that night he slept in the same room as me um so it might have taken like a couple of weeks but um he moved out and it it came to be that we we found out that he was seeing another woman um but not only that the sort of precipitating factor for him making this decision to to move out was that um he'd run up a massive debt on the business so he was jumping ship and he was kind of leaving us with that that grenade really um so that that put my mum in just like the worst position possible she she had to sell everything um i mean like we we had a car um like, I want to say an expensive car, but it was his choice. So it's like a two-seater. So by no means a family car. So we had that car and sort of like a family car. So he took that. So we couldn't really cash in on that as well. So she had to sell all the business. Um, we we couldn't live above it anymore. We had to live with my grandparents for a while, um, maybe two or three months. And we eventually... Um, got put into something called um, a council house, which is like social housing for, for people who can't afford their own home. Um, so we were rerouted to a different part of where we live in, um, a bit of a dodgy neighbourhood. So we had all that to contend with. Um, but at the same time as all this was going on, he still wanted to be in our lives. So there was kind of like, he'd just done this massive insult but still expected relationships to be normal. Um, and for me at the time, like, I, I think I was in denial. So I kinda, I I didn't break things off and I would see him now and again and sort of just like make out that things were normal. Um, my mum just tried to be there for us and, and, Try and try not to have all these neg- negative emotions in front of us. Um, so I've got two younger brothers, um, and it's like two years in between us all. So the middle brother, um, I think he he decided almost straight away that he just didn't want anything to do with with this guy anymore. And it took me and my younger brother a bit longer to get to that point, really. Um, but I, I found out um, down the road that. Um, my dad would turn up at our house well first of all my mum didn't want him to find out where we were living um so he he went to all these measures to like try and follow us from school etc um so he found out in the end and then he would park outside and sort of taunt my mum when we weren't there and stuff basically uh yeah, he's just a douche, but I I made the decision one day. I, th- I think he called, he he'd let us down. Um we were, our I think it was me and my younger brother were supposed to meet him and then he cancelled last minute or something. And yeah, that was just the straw that broke the camel's back, really. And as I said, they didn't want anything to do with him anymore. Um, but yeah, to to summarize, um he he left us in a massive amount of debt. Um all for the reason that he didn't want to deal with it. And the woman that he got with, we found out that like she had money behind her as well. So it just speaks volumes for the type of person he is. To one, do that to his family. Yeah. And, and two, just like how easily he can jump to, to dollar, really. So yeah, that that's that's uh, the relationship. And that's why there is no relationship anymore.
0: Oh yeah, definitely understandable. Understandable man and so with you going through all of that you know and it's been what 20 years now do you think that's had uh any effect on you as you've grown as a man i, I was thinking I, I thought about
2: this
1: on a couple of occasions um because for me like i don't feel um any sort of longing for him but sometimes i've thought oh what would it be like to have like a supportive dad a a good dad um and that's the same growing up really because he, he wasn't the greatest um but i think the maybe the biggest effect it's had on me is that it turned me into a person or i i leveled up into a person that Where if someone isn't going to meet me halfway or if someone wants to take advantage of me, I I just move them out of my life and I I go the opposite direction and I I make my plans that way. And I think that's the strength that it's given me to not accept any BS and to to focus on what's meaningful to me and the, the people I love around me really.
0: Would you say that, um, you know, now that you have an almost three-year-old child, you know, you're a dad yourself, um, how do you think that relationship with your dad has affected the way that you're raising your own child?
1: I have been and still can be quite impatient or have expectations of people that might be sometimes unrealistic, but they're based on... Maybe my initial thoughts of how things should be. Uh, so, for what, like one example is, <laughs> um, I'm not the tidiest of people, but I don't like mess. If you yeah. see, if you if you understand what I mean. Yeah. Um, so, with with having a kid, mess comes, and yeah. our little girl, she she she's amazing, and she's just she's really clever. But I think sometimes I get caught in the trap of expecting that she should understand more than she does. So um i i really have to remind myself of that and and come back down to to her sort of level and i've i've tried to do a lot of work around that because uh if if i'm honest at first i wasn't dealing with that very well i i would get like i say very impatient and and cross and that was affecting our relationship and i could see that i i was in the blame and I, I needed to do something about that, really. So, um, I mean, talking with with people like yourself is is one way that I've tried to go around it. Um, I read self-development de- books. So, not just about parenting, but like about business and mindset. And like I've never been a big reader and I'm still not. Um, but I, I sort of uh, ingest a lot of like podcasts and audio books and stuff. Uh, like things on YouTube like that that's how I learn really Um, so that's helped me lots in the in the past I don't know like maybe since the turn of the year I've made like big leaps in having a better approach with with my little girl and we've bonded more from that and I think when I look back the way I was initially was probably how my dad was with me and my brothers like i I can definitely see that i can i can see all those sort of flashing examples so that's even more motivation for me to to not be that person
0: and and that's good it's good that you say that because you know even me you know i'm nine years into fatherhood and man i still to this day you know deal with some of that same stuff Uh, I recently just saw a video that was surround. Uh, it was swirling around on the internet on social media, and it was a young girl. She maybe was fifteen or sixteen, and she was talking to a panel of adults. Uh, I'm not sure what the. I never did go too deep into to see what the actual uh, context of the video was, but there was this, you know, six this teenager talking to maybe about five or six adults it looked like it was like a panel and they were having a discussion and uh they gave her the mic so that she could speak and the things that the girl said it just struck me to my core man because i'm like wow everything she's saying is so true and she was just saying how um at times as parents we alienate kids you know when we when we say these mean and hurtful things to them and she was just talking about how um our words are so uh they hold so much weight and you know like and she gave the example of saying things like um i think she was saying something about how how um as a parent sometimes we would say this is out um i'm providing this house for you to live in stuff like that you know and yeah. she was like you know we almost belittle them and make them feel like you know wow you know like they don't have any ownership in anything you know it's you know like we're like the big boss and we're telling them all of these things or she had another example of like how we say things like uh, we um, you know, we we just say things that you know could be hurtful, and it makes it makes it seem like the child is a burden. Yeah. You know? I think and it I could be I... something.
1: It, it, sorry, I, uh, I was, was going to say it could be something, something as trivial as like they spilt some of their dinner, but our reaction can just make them feel so small. Um, it and what what I've realized and I I watched a video the other week as well. Um but yeah they don't process it in the same they, they see that they've done something wrong and yeah they they sort of feel this shame uh is it is what I've sort of read about them sort of expressing and that's why well at least with my little girl when when she's like that she might throw something there and it seems like she's misbehaving but she's just trying to express that she's feeling this sort of shame about her feeling that she's done something wrong because of my initial reaction. So I've I've really tried to be on on, on top of that. Like one example um, would be that, and, and it's not that I've tried to or thought that I had a negative reaction, but for example, um, if she does something like really sweet or or clever and you give her praise, sometimes she gets a bit embarrassed. And if you're in, like, close proximity, um, like, she, she would hit you. Um, because she's trying to process that feeling of of being embarrassed because she's receiving praise for something. And it used to be that, I would say, ow, oh, that that hurts, or you're hurting daddy or you're hurting mummy. Um, Where well, it's only recently that I saw this video, with someone on Instagram, I can't remember what they're called. I think I did a post about it as well. But she says this lady says that the, the child is because you're saying you've hurt daddy, they're feeling shame. And that sort of escalates um, their negative emotions and they, they might carry on or they they're not processing how they want to communicate um, very well. And you sort of get caught in this cycle. So one of the pieces of advice with something like that, which I've tried to take on board is that because you want to set boundaries like, you don't want to let them hit you. You want to let them know that it's not a good thing. But, yeah, one of the pieces of advice was, I think it was um, sort of trying to put a bit of space in between you and your child. So you step back or you put a cushion there. And you say, I'm not going to let you hit me. Um, so you're still sort of setting that boundary. But at the same time, you're maybe not saying, like, you've hurt me and them feeling bad about that and that escalating their sort of negative emotions, but no, I completely agree with you. It's it's a a juggling act to keep ourselves in check about how we're reacting, what we're saying in front of our kids. For sure, it's a uh, every every day is a a school day.
0: Yeah, and it was crazy because you know sometimes I would say certain things, and I wouldn't think that they would you know doesn't take too much weight, but you know days. Would pass by, and I might get into an argument with, you know, my oldest daughter, and she would bring up something that I said, you know, some days ago, and, like, you know, uh, man, I had a bad habit of at times when my kids would do things that I just, I would feel like it's stupid, and I would say that to them, like, that's just stupid, you know, like that what you're doing, and my daughter was like well, daddy, you think I'm stupid? And I'm like, no, I don't think you're stupid. I just said what you, what you did was a stupid thing, but I had to really think about it. You know, she doesn't know how to process, you know, what I'm saying. All she hear is that dad is saying that I'm stupid. And I'm like, man, you know, that's something that I really have to fix. You know, in, in my time of anger, you know, I'm lashing out. And a lot of times I'm not really as mad with the kids because a lot of the things that they're doing is just kid things. Most of the time I'm mad about other things. You know, it might be something that happened at work or I might be mad with my wife about something or whatever. And I lash out on the kids. And that's just something that I'm constantly every day trying to work on, you know, watching my words and being kind, you know, just, uh, I was, listening to something last week and it it talked about um as a dad we whatever we bring into our house every day everyone else will experience so if we bring um anger and strife into our house every day my wife is going to feel that my kids are going to feel that but if i'm bringing happiness uh peace and kindness and i'm promoting that with my actions Everyone else will feel that, and the atmosphere in my home will be exactly what I'm bringing into the home. So, yeah, we just have to be really careful on everything that we're saying. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Um, it's you. You can't take your your finger off it for a minute, can you? There's there's always a point of being conscious about what's going on when you're a parent. It's a it's a full time job,
0: man. Oh my god, every day. Every day, man, you get no breaks in this job. But, um, I wanted to ask you this question How have you adjusted to the responsibilities of fatherhood? You know, you're about three years in. How, what's your adjustment been? You know, from like what was life before children, and now, like, now that you have children, how have you adjusted to those added responsibilities? Yeah, um, that's a good question.
1: I guess I guess. Because we were living somewhere different to where we do now. Um, and where we were living, me and my wife sort of relocated for work reasons. So we were starting fresh, and we didn't know a lot of people there. So that sort of had an impact on what we were doing day to day. Um, so before my little girl came along, um, in the evenings me and my wife would maybe i don't know like watch a few like things on netflix or go we, we went for walks a lot that's something we did it the weekends like all the time like a long walk um if not two days then definitely the one and in the evenings we lived in a sort of like rural, rural area so it was nice to go for a walk if if the weather was good um we'd go out for meals at times um at the weekends we'd do that or we'd go further afield to like visit some friends and (laughs) I don't want to say that having a child has stopped all of that but we we definitely don't do it as often um I, I used to like I used to have hobbies that I don't really know if I have anymore, really. Um, I, I guess I used to do jiu-jitsu for a bit. I used to play a lot of football, soccer, but that was a while ago. But I'd play it now and again. Um, But since I'm a kid, um, my wife doesn't swim as much. I don't exercise as much. Um, I don't play guitar as much. <laughs> uh, we don't go for walks. Well, we do go for walks, but not in the same sort of way. So, everything has changed since having a kid. And maybe maybe that's not the case for everyone, but it has been for us. And maybe people who think they'd like to have kids or are expecting, maybe feel that things won't change that much. But in my experience, everything changes when you have a child, but I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, so now as a parent, I guess we just have to keep a more structured routine, really. Um, and everything you do, the, the first thought you you have is what's the what's for the benefit of 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 my child. So um whether it's having to stay at work a bit later, you you're having to plan, okay, do I need to pick them up from nursery or from grandparents, or um if someone invites you to um a christening or uh, a wedding um, you have to think okay well we'll have to travel there so um, when does this fit around nap time what time would we have to set off where we're we going to sleep everything just changes doesn't it but I um, I think as my little girl is getting a bit more independent and conscious of things it's given us a tiny bit more freedom to work stuff into our 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 week separately so for example um, like I might go for the odd run, or I'm mean, I'm spending a lot of time on social media at the moment, trying to put out content. So, um, my wife and my little girl have been amazing, and sort of let me do that with without me feeling the pressure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, everything
0: everything changes. I don't
1: know if if you'd agree, if you sort of like felt that oh, as well.
0: Trust me, man. I I agree two hundred percent and uh i'll I'll say this to you, man. This is something that I've just learned in the last maybe two years. you know I'm going on I just hit ten years of marriage, and um, our oldest daughter is nine, so we had a child right after we got married and one thing that I'm noticing is one thing I think it hurt us it's hurt our marriage, and um this is like an advice that I'm trying to give others now because I don't think, I think my wife and I, we both lost ourselves for a few years. Um, you know, just having kids. Uh, we had our first child 2013 and then my son came 2015. And then we had our third 2016. So we had the kids kind of back to back to back. And like you said, um, like before marriage and stuff, you know, I was big playing basketball every day. Um, I always liked to exercise, be out and about just doing physical activities. And, um, I lost a lot of that becoming a parent and, um, my wife, I think it was even harder for her because she's a little younger than me, two years younger than me. and She hadn't really established herself that much before marriage. And I think she totally lost herself in parenthood. And these are things that she's communicated to me. And it has caused problems in our marriage because she started to feel like she didn't know who she was anymore. You know, because her whole identity was in being a wife and being a mom. And she couldn't really, like, if you were to ask her, you know, what do you like doing? She doesn't know because she never really had the time to explore, you know, her interest and things that make her happy. Everything is surrounding. And then being married to someone like me who has a lot of things going on a lot of times, you know, uh, I was in ministry for like 10 years, um, you know, recently been doing a podcast since like 2018 and I've uh, been doing community work for like the last 10 years. Um, I'm always busy. I'm always over here, over there doing this and doing that. So I lost myself in a lot of those things, doing community work, uh, being a dad, being a husband. And it was a little hard on me, but I'm sure it's, it was much harder on her because of her position you know for years some couple of years she didn't work because she was home with kids um and so now maybe about two years ago she came to me and she brought that to my attention that she feels she felt um almost trapped like she didn't know where else to go like what Like, she just doesn't know who she is. And she struggled with her um, identity. And um, it's just been really hard on her. And so I kind of took a step back because I didn't know these things. Of course, I'm moving 100 miles per hour every day. So when she brought it to my attention, you know, I kind of was like, well, I didn't know these things. So I kind of took a step back to let her breathe a little bit and allow her to uh, explore different things in life to try to help her. And, you know, that's still an ongoing thing for us that she's still trying to learn. And, you know, even recently, maybe last year, it was one day I went to the basketball gym to pick my son up from my brother. And uh, my nephew was there. I was playing basketball with my nephew. And it hit me in that moment that, wow, man, I am so out of shape. Like, I've just never been this out of shape in my life. Never been this out of shape, and I was like, man, I've totally lost myself, and, you know, I used to like playing video games, all of that, and I found myself not even touching my video game for almost, you know, six or seven months, Um, and I'm like, man, I don't don't do the things that used to make me happy, you know, the things that I did in my downtime, I wasn't doing those things anymore, and um, I just finished school, And I took a class called the psychology of play. And it was a class about um, how play plays a big part in human development. Um, Play meaning, you know, exercising, uh, playing video games, uh, just doing things that make you happy. And like that stuff is just so important for us to uh, continue to do. Because those are the things that make us happy. You know, when I'm not with my kids or I'm not with my wife, what is it that I do? Um, Do I play my video games? Do I um, take time to go to the basketball gym? Do I go and work out? Do I go take a run? Do I go take a walk? All of these things are important for us to continue um, in our own happiness. You know, and we can't be so, um, get so stuck in that world where like all we know is fatherhood and marriage and then when we take a step back and it's only me like I found it hard to um actually find downtime and when I would get downtime I would feel bad for you know taking time for myself because I felt like man you know I gotta be doing something with the kids I gotta be doing something with my wife and I wanted to ask you, like, is that something that you've dealt with, uh, as far as you know? You know, like I said, you've been in for two years now, and I know you know that's a little early, but um, has there, like, do you ever feel bad, like, for saying, you know what, I need, I need two hours for myself today, without my yeah. wife, without my child, to just be, damn.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's really interesting you say that, that and. It's only up until recently that I found that it's an actual thing, like us feeling guilt for taking some time out for ourselves. Um, I've I've come across like loads of dads on on Instagram on on TikTok that are sort of talking about this this mental burnout that we exhibit um, as men as dads because we try and keep everything in order. We, we try and portray this sort of um, that, that everything's working fine and we're in control, but we've got all these things going on in, in our head. So that, that's like one aspect of what I feel is, it's like maybe being a, a husband as, as well as a dad. Um, but definitely in terms of taking time for ourselves, feeling guilty for doing it. Um, and that's even if I, I don't know sometimes i might i might go to the toilet for um yeah, exactly. a, a longer period of time and you get caught up in your phone and then you come out and you realize one you might have missed something and and two maybe while you're in the moment on your phone you have this realization that yeah you're just like i'm not being active in in what's going on with my wife and my little girl and but it's it's just so important that we give ourselves that time to recharge a bit, even if it's 20 minutes in the day or 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. And we definitely shouldn't feel bad about it. But I think the thing that makes me feel um, bad is as well is that my wife um, does a lot. Like my little girl, she she loves her mum and they've got a really close bond. And a lot of the time, at least at the moment, and it comes in waves. Um, but it has been for a long time where my little girl will want mummy to do everything. Um, and that's so draining, Like especially when she's waking up at night and it has to be mummy that goes in, things like that. So um, that's probably meant that there, there are times where I'm trying not to take that time out for myself um, because I feel that she needs it more. Um, but by the same token, I think we we all have to do it. And I think now, and it's, it's only recently, and I was speaking to a mum on Instagram the other day, and I think her kids uh, are a bit older. She's may, maybe been doing it for at least like seven, eight years at least. But she said she experienced that burnout. And there comes a point, that critical point, and we're, we're talking about it now where um, you and your wife had it, you realize that you have to make some changes. Otherwise, you can't you can't go on. You just um you're mentally drained. It's affecting your relationship with with your partner. It's probably affecting relationship with friends, with work, with everything. Um so yeah, I think the the best thing that I could say about that, and it's something that me and my wife do quite regularly, but probably don't make the get the traction that we probably want um, as, as quickly as we want. But we we do talk about how to structure our week and, okay, do you want to do this then? And um, like her going for a swim with, with my content that I'm trying to produce on social media, I could be better at structuring that because it is quite sort of ad hoc at the moment. And I feel guilty for that because Sometimes when you're trying to create content, you're trying to capture something in the moment and that'll take you away from another moment. And I've, I've sort of felt bad about doing that at times because it's taken me away from my girls. But it's, it's definitely a thing, man. It's, uh, how, how do you deal with it?
0: Uh, just uh, recently, because of my kids, they've gotten older now. You know, they're nine, six, and five. Um, what I realize is that the first five years of life are the hardest, um, the first five years of parenthood, they're like, those are the hardest years, you know, because the child is developing so fast and you have to give them so much attention. Um, like those are literally their most important times of their life, you know, how they develop in those first five years, uh, determines really almost the rest of their life. You know, so uh, now that they're a little older now and my youngest is five and she's about to start school next year and stuff, I find myself having more time now. So maybe last October, I started back going to the basketball gym uh, two days a week. I told myself, you know, I'm going to go after work on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you know, and I make that my time. And at the basketball gym, they have a playground outside. And it's like a big gym with like four courts inside of it. So it gives the kids. So after I pick, I would pick the kids up from school, I tell them, hey, guys, listen, we're going to the gym today. Um, go outside, play on the playground if you want. If you want to come inside, you can play inside. But right now it's daddy's time. Daddy's going to be over here playing basketball with his friends. And this is your time. This is your time to be free. Daddy isn't bothering you. Um, As long as you're safe and you're good, I'm not going to bother you. And I give them, you know, two hours out the day, you know, from about two, two and a half hours where they can be free and be kids, go make friends at the playground, go inside, play basketball. And I have my time as a dad where I'm not worried about work. I'm not worried about anything. Just it's, that's my, my, way of freedom, having that freedom to just go and play basketball. Like that's my favorite hobby in the world. I'll do that like it just gives me it's it's an escape for me. And then on times when I have a podcast, those are my days where I get an hour or two hours where I just it's just me and another person. I get to talk and release, you know, so that's how I've been dealing with it, you know, just, you know, setting that time up, you know two times a week where I am going out where the kids can be kids. Daddy can be daddy. I leave you alone. You leave me alone. And then after we leave the gym, it's back to, okay, what are we doing? Let's go and find some dinner. Let's go home. We're going to clean up. You know, you're going to take a bath. You're going to eat, get ready for bed, you know? And just that changed a lot for me, man. You know, I started to see myself, um, become a lot more happier during the week, you know, having that time for myself. So that's you know, just carving out that time to do something that I really enjoy. Yeah. Um, what, what was it like
1: trying to do it for the first time? Was that hard? Like oh, kind was, of saying to your kids, I'm gonna go and play with my friends. Yeah. Like you you can you can play here, do whatever you want. What what was that like the first time?
0: Um it was good. You know, they were like my kids, they're very they are social butterflies. So for them, they're <laughs> like huh the playground oh my Freedom. god! So, yeah they every day you know we they tell me they met this new friend they met this person and it, so they 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 thrive in those types of situations so they love it so it got to the point to where you know they know on tuesdays and thursdays after i picked them up from school they say hey daddy are we going to the gym sure are that's where we're headed right now you know nice. and they it became a normal part of life where they look forward to it and they tell people hey we go here on tuesdays we go here on thursdays uh and it just became a part of life um my wife already would know hey this is where they are during this time i mean she would be at work a lot of times but um yeah it was just hard to just get back in that routine to make it normal you know consistently every tuesday this is where we're going every thursday this is where we're going and just putting that in the schedule you know i write it inside of my calendar and to remind myself gym day gym day you know And that's the key
1: isn't it making it a routine because that's that's what forms habits that repeated activity um with with certain uh, or in certain environments like on a certain time pattern so your kids like you say your kids have learned that it's something to look forward to and it's it's something that sticks then as well, especially if everyone's enjoying it. So that that's amazing. That's a that's a good tip. We we need to build more routines here, I think. Yeah, sir.
0: And and, and I think it'll come, I think for you guys, I know it's a little hard. Um being that the baby is, you know, you can't like at two years old, you can't tell him, Hey, go to the playground, I do that, <laughs> you know, just you know, so with my kids being a little older. It's given me a little more freedom to where I'm not worried. Like I'm inside of a gym and the playground is outside and there's a fence. So I trust my kids. Hey, listen, when you leave out of the gym, walk on the sidewalk and go over into the playground. When you come back out of the playground, open the gate, walk on the sidewalk, come back inside of the gym. I'm able to give them instructions and say, Hey, This is what you do. If you need me, this is where I am. So they know to come inside. Hey, daddy, we need this. So I need this So this happened. So, but you know, when they're two years old, three years old, you can't really do that. So you gotta, you kind of, everything you do has to literally be centered around them or else, you know, you run the risk of putting your kid in a dangerous situation. So, so
1: those first five years, you're saying, uh, intensive, and then you you get a bit back. You feel, yeah,
0: like with my nine year old man, I could, I trust. I still got that, you know, keep my hand on her, but, you know, I trust that they can come outside, you know, after work some days, and I need a nap, you know, and I tell the kids, hey, listen, if you want to go play outside, you know cars come in the road you get out of the road i know i can go in there and close my eyes for 15 to 20 minutes now i might wake up and there might be cereal all over the floor <laughs> and <laughs> you know and the bread might be left open and jelly might be on the counters but you know i trust that they're not gonna go roam away and go walk down the street you yeah. know um so yeah you know i give them a little more freedom. Um, or I might tell them, hey, here's the Xbox controller. Use the Xbox. Or here's, like, my oldest daughter, she knows how to use my laptop. So I tell her, hey, here's the laptop. Play games or whatever, Roblox. And that's what they do. So, and it, it feels, like I say, man, it, it's so much freedom in that because, man, those first five years. And, you know, I have three kids. So it's like a whole, it's like another level where you have multiple kids and you have to worry about them, like they can kind of entertain themselves. I know for you guys, you only have one child, so that child is looking for you for all of their entertainment. Where's mommy and where's that? And mommy needs to make me happy. Mommy needs to entertain me. I'm going to entertain mommy. So that's um that's hard in itself at times, you know. Um, you gotta be that. You know, you gotta read to them. You gotta talk to them. So yeah, that's that. That can be difficult. Um, uh, I remember the single of uh, the one child days. We did that for three years, and man, it was constant attention. But my first daughter, she she benefited a lot from that, from being that only child because we could devote so much time to her because she was the only child. Yeah. Uh, it's been harder to devote that much time to my other two children because now we we have shared time and um, yeah that's been so that's been a challenge man just having multiple children it is it's a real challenge man let,
1: let me ask you a question about that
0: actually so kind of like on the topic of
1: guilt when, when your second child comes along do you have those sorts of feelings because you're maybe not giving them the same amount of time as you did to your first one and you split in that time, maybe you feel guilty um, about the first child that they're sort of like, not the focus of attention. Ooh. How, how did, how did that hit you when that came about?
0: Ooh, um, it, And it was a little different because my first was a girl and then okay. I had a son. Right. So just generally there's a different dynamic, you know, this is my first son. Um, You know, he's the only other boy in the house. um. So there was like this dynamic of, okay, I got to spend this time with my son because he needs that. But I couldn't put too much in like, and then my son was born December, 2015. We found out my wife was pregnant again, February, 2016. So it was like, Oh my God, what is going, like, it was like literally out of nowhere. So for us, it just kind of put me back into a mode. I, I couldn't spend too much time with my son because I was trying to work. I did a lot, you know, like with my first child, I read to her every night, you know, I made it a thing that I would read to her all the time, man. And and so, and because of that, she was reading at three years old you know like literally she was reading like like it was nothing so she she excelled because of the time that we I could spend with her you know taking her to the public library and reading books and renting out books and all of that so she benefited from that when my son came it was like you know two months then I found out my wife was pregnant again so my wife was making another child inside of her body. So she's dealing with that. I'm dealing with the pressure of, man, I'm about to have three children in like eight months. um, And I'm still getting used to having two children. And it, it was, it was dip, man. When I tell you it was difficult and then, you know, still trying to work and make enough money to provide for the family. It was, man that was so like did you, did you have to work
1: more than like did you take on extra hours and things like
0: that or? yeah had to yeah. take on more hours um yeah man that right there was like man i'm so happy we are past that point because that it was just like i say it was so difficult man just trying to maintain and then marriage started getting a little harder at that time you know, trying to still find time for my wife, find time for myself, find time for this child, and then you know, you want to be able to still give time individually to each child, but that's hard. You know, it's hard to, it's it's, it's hard, man. You know, but but it's but you can do it. but You just gotta really map your time out, and if you don't, if you're not intentional in mapping your time out you get lost in the cycle of life and, and, and it can be, it's just hard. So um, we made it through it, you know, um, once that, once my last daughter came, you know, and she just, and all of my kids have these different attitudes, uh, different personalities. So trying to deal with three different personalities along with, my wife and her personality, that's four personalities that I have to juggle every day, so uh it could get rough and pretty tough at times, but you know it I believe that that's the type of stuff that makes you a better man because you learn so much about yourself and um you know in areas that you're inadequate and places that you need to work on you know it's this it's a lot man, you know parenting is parenting and marriage are two things that mold you in a way that nothing else can nothing yeah, i I'm, I'm I'm only
1: just out of the blocks I'm not far down the road but i, I agree already it just puts a different perspective on everything doesn't it and yeah, it, i it's it's made me uh a better person i think i I think i like I've always had to drive for sort of like self improvement well I say that I've not always but um years recently I have but being a dad just accelerates that so much more and yeah you you're always you're always thinking about your child your wife that dynamic of everyone and you just want to get the best out of things don't you but it's it's definitely a lot to juggle.
0: Oh yeah. How have you balanced your uh work life? You know how do you balance work and just living life you know how do you balance work marriage and now children these are three totally different things how do you balance all of that
1: yeah um so like before having our little girl it was fine like we basically just live for the weekends yeah. um and then obviously with having a child it's it's not as straightforward but I guess I guess I've been quite lucky in the type of work that I do um I'm a physical therapist but I'm a community one or I always have been to the sort of um most extent anyway and that what all that means is um at least with my employer um you you typically have a patient caseload and you will either go out to see them in their own homes or or into schools or sort of day centres and things like that and you structure your own day Um, and the way things are now digitally um, it's not the case everywhere actually but we were given a laptop to write our patient notes and it goes on to an electronic sort of system and you could do that you had access to do that from wherever you were it was called like agile working so you could do it from the place that you were seeing the patient um, but you were given the freedom to Um, see these patients throughout the day and then you had your admin time at the end of the day and you could do that at home. So having that sort of flexibility would let me get home sooner and let's say maybe um, put the washing machine on to wash some clothes, um, get things ready, maybe pick my daughter up from nursery. Um, My job now is a tiny bit different to the previous ones where I do have that flexibility, but I'm sort of at a base a lot more. But essentially, I was lucky, uh, and a lot of people don't have that that flexibility. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, um, it's probably in the last nine months I've I've just come to the point of where even with that sort of extra flex in my type of work he still wasn't good enough because I felt that um, I couldn't take my child to the nursery in the morning because I'd have to be at clinic to see patients for a certain time. Um, the sort of uh, career progression uh, pathway ladder was very sort of um, rigid, not a lot of options. You sort of have to wait your turn. So trying to get somewhere in your career Um, I mean I'm I'm not afraid of hard work but the amount of energy that you would have to put into these things and the time it took as well you'd get like only a small return and I just came to a point of where I was like I want more flexibility in my life I I love my family more than anything in the world they are just my number one and we live once at I'm not going to live to work by someone else's rules. Mm -hmm. I I want to, I want to live and make the rules that allow me to spend as much time with my family and have those precious moments and not miss out on them because somebody says, you've got to be there at this time, or you've got to do this. So um, in, in the, in the past uh, three, four months, I've had discussions with my employer um and I've sort of gone into a part-time as a phys- uh, physiotherapist, physical therapist. Um, I guess I've j- jumped the gun there a little. What happened was last October, my grandma passed away, and I think it just put a different perspective on everything for me. And like I say, I realised that life's too short. Um, so I put extra efforts into thinking what could I do to get me out of this rigid structure of the nine to five um, so I did a lot of sort of reading education around property real estate um, because it's a, it's a a vehicle where you can build wealth over the longer term but by doing that, it, it gives you more flexibility back to decide what you want to do with your time. So I put lots of lots of energy um into that, joined a, a network of like-minded people, um, sort of got on board with doing that sort of thing and trying to make the moves to to purchase my my first property. Um, all while still working full-time but recently I've gone part-time so I can put more energy into this sort of like property venture now so um, it's 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 tough trying to balance work and family and well work and the everyday so for example getting to nursery or um, doing the shopping and then I say family separately because what that means to me is those those moments where you're bonding. And I know you can do that with, let's say, going to the supermarket, but having time to do the more special things that maybe we, we don't put as much effort into if we're in this rigid structure of the, the nine to five. So I'm on this pathway now where I'm creeping, I'm creeping, I'm creeping towards this area of okay down that road at the end of it there's a gate when I get through it I'm going to be the person that says I'm not doing this I'm not doing that I'm doing this mm-hmm. it's where we're going here with my family or we're spending time doing this at the moment obviously I still have certain commitments with my employer financially but going part-time has given me more ability. Uh, well, it's given me an extra two days a week. And one of those days is childcare with my little girl, but that's that's fine. Um, but the extra days that I've been given um, allows me to put my energy into that, into building something for the future for us. So it's going to take a lot of hard work. We're... We're nowhere close, but mm-hmm. I've I've taken that first I've taken that first step really, but it's it's tough, and a lot of people are in the same position as me, or the same position as where I have been, where they've maybe not made a start. People people are are fed up. They they they're sick of this sort of working in a job that they don't necessarily like, but they've either been told at school, you have to follow this pathway mm-hmm. and you have to go to um, university, college, you have to go down this path um, or you have to take these subjects at school. Yeah, the, 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 the Some sometimes that's passed on by parents, it's passed on by teachers. But a lot of people are out there who aren't happy in the work that they're doing. And I mean, I like physical therapy. I work with kids now and it's great. It's just like um, essentially what you're doing is playing with them um, to help reach their goals. So um, I I see kids with a lot of of different types of presentations, sort of developmental delay, um, lots of developmental disabilities. um, And that's great. But the behind the scenes stuff, uh, the, the structure of things, the systems you have to work with, um, it all ties you in knots and you don't get anywhere um, so I, I need to get out of it's it's sometimes a bit toxic so that's one of the reasons I want to come out of that line of work really but yeah there are lots of people out there and I've listened to one of your podcasts where you were saying Anthony that you got to a point in life where you sort of had these negative sort of toxic associations with people and you were going down the path that you you realized that was no good for you, and you just had that moment, and you're like, "What am I gonna do? What am I doing with my life?" And mm-hmm. you, you start to change it, didn't you? Oh yeah,
0: definitely, definitely. And I think that's important, man, to know that, uh, especially to to find something. Um, this one guy that I know, he always says, "What what you do outside of your not." It's not about your nine to five. It's about what you do from five to nine. Mm. You know, the nine to five is the nine to five. But the only way you get away from the nine to five is to develop something in between five and nine. You know, where you're working something for yourself and eventually your five to nine becomes the nine to five. And um So that's something that, you know, I always think about, you know, and uh, that's definitely important that you're doing something like that, because, you know, that that will be the thing that will uh, give you the freedom and give you the time that you need to be able to spend that with your with your family. You know, you want you definitely um, want for your kids to remember. uh, One thing I do know about kids, is kids rarely remember the things that you Biden, they, they remember the, the the time spent, you know, and um, there's another quote where they say, um, no man wishes that he made more money on his deathbed. He wishes, he, he, he thinks about all the time that he didn't spend with the, the people that he loved, you know, the time that he didn't like on your deathbed, you're not thinking, man, I could have made another million dollars. You know, you're not like, what is money? You know, that stuff is whatever, you know, but you're going to be thinking about, you know, man, I could have, you know, spent more time with my son. I could have spent more time with my daughter. You know, I could have loved them more. I could have showed them how much more, you know, I love them. I could have loved on my wife even more. I could have cherished her more. Those are the things that you're going to, you know, those are the things that will eat you on your deathbed if you didn't do those things and you know and those are also the things that could have you at peace you know on your deathbed knowing that you gave your family your all you know knowing that you you loved your children you know that you gave your wife your everything and um yeah man those are the things that we got to strive for and um you know I'm in that same boat man trying to create You're something hustling,
1: you? You, you've been hustling for a long time like you say it's 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 uh from the five until whatever time in the morning isn't it yeah. where and and i think um the the thing that i've been conscious about lately is I'm, I'm doing all these things to try and get more flexibility that i can spend time with my family but at the same time because i'm trying to build something i'm putting a lot of energy into that and sometimes that's detracting me from spending time with with my family so I'm, I'm just really conscious of finding that right balance because there will have to be some sort of sacrifice initially yeah. but in the long term is, is where you get that return and um yeah I guess it's just in my mind and it's that sort of like guilt thing again and it's mm. something that I'm trying to work with but um y- you would have had the same you were you you were doing lots of so were you doing radio work and then you're trying to build your podcast like all while you were um, at, at school I've been is doing, that
0: right i've been doing warehouse work for like the last 10 years so mm. uh i currently work at the walmart warehouse so i do that you know that's 5 in the morning to 3 in the afternoon and then um i went back to school uh in 2019 3 years ago and I was just like, man, you know, I'm just going to get back in school so that I could try to get something up under my belt. You know, in my 30s now, like never did go to college. I just want to do it. It was just something that I always wanted to do. And as I went, there, I was already doing my podcast. I started the podcast maybe 2018. Um, I had a friend that worked at a radio station. And when I got the idea, I was at the library with my kids and um, I was just like, man, I got to do something different. I got to create something, man, that's like would be fulfilling. You know, I want to be able to I want I want something to do something with purpose. Like I didn't feel like my life had any purpose. And um, I came up with the idea for the podcast, man, right there at the library. I wrote everything down in my phone. And I went to my friend that worked at the station and he was like, hey, I'll give you a free hour of airtime every week. And that's where it started. Um, I did it once a week for a few months and uh, that didn't work out too good. I mean, I really didn't like the the radio setting. It it was a lot of restrictions. And um, I was like, I want to do a podcast, man. Like, that's really, really, really really what I want to do. I want to be free and do it on my own time and do it my way and say the things that I want to say, you know, and um, allow my guests to say the things that they want to say. And um, that's where it started. So once I got back into school and my school gave me a laptop and iPad and I was like, cool. And they had all the programs on it. And I went and bought me some mics and I was like, cool, I'm going to start a podcast. This is everything I need. And then I took a class that taught me how to uh, create logos. And that's where I came up with my logo. I made my own logo. And you I was like,
1: podcast. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So I was like, boom, I got it. You know, I put it out. A few people saw the logo and they were like, man, what? I love this. I'm like, seriously? And everyone that I talked with, they loved it. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, this might be the one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just kind of started from there. And like I say, you know, it's given me that sense of purpose. You know, I talk with a lot of men and they're just like, man, I love what you're doing. I really appreciate you for speaking up for, for Black men, speaking up for Black fatherhood. um, Just dads in general, you know, guys that come to me and they're just like, man, I just really love that you've created this space for for fathers to be able to come and talk and do these just give us like you're giving us a voice you know and I'm like hey that's what that was the whole goal of it you know I want to be able to give us a voice because I feel like no one wants to hear men talk except for us you know so why not create a space where we can talk and we can listen to each other talk because you know I feel like no one else cares no one else cares about what dads are going through you know, but I would always talk to men that are going through some of the same things I'm going through. And, you know, two, what I'm two years and a half now, two, almost two years and a half in doing the podcast. And man, the support that I get, it's not like this huge listening where I got a million listens, but it's making an impact. You know, it reached you way in a whole other country you know, and it might not be the biggest thing in the world, but I'm like, man, whatever, you know, I don't care if it reaches 20 people, you know, it's doing something, and it's made some type of impact within the lives of men.
1: Definitely, and the key thing is, you love it, you you enjoy it, it's giving you something, you're not kind of just doing it, and like, it gives so much value to us, that's being able to like hear these experiences, um, but if someone's doing that and they've not got their whole heart into it, it comes to a point where it might just like drop off. Yeah. But but to love doing that sort of thing, to do anything that you do, it it makes it run to so much longer, doesn't it? And and that's that's the key that I want to do something I love, and I think I'm still trying to find that. And mm. with with property, with real estate, it's it's a means to get there real estate's not my sort of like passion passion but Mm -hmm. it's it's allowed me to take that step away I think what I've found lately is because I'm with with what I'm trying to do with stepping out of my day job I decided it would be a good idea to document like my steps along the way so that's why I set up my Instagram and um I I set up a TikTok and like a a Twitter because I wasn't I wasn't big on social media before. I would not use it. I was mm-hmm. quite a private person, uh, but now I'm, I've sort of had this mindset change, um, and I'm, I'm trying to document things. One because it creates that sort of story, um, and it's good to look back on. But like you, you can impact other people, and if I just impact one other person's life. I, that means so much because you've changed uh, someone's life um mm-hmm. so it's it's amazing what you're doing and and like i say you have to have that passion and for, for me at the moment with the, some of the videos that i'm creating i found like if i can be a bit more uh creative with them and put my spin on it i'm really enjoying that so maybe that's something for the future that i might get into a bit more but uh no what you're providing is brilliant and with you saying um the maybe you don't have like the biggest amount of followers you you're two and a half years in if if you if your love for it continues, that's just gonna grow and grow. These mm. things don't happen overnight, so the the best thing is that you're not feeling that pressure over it you're doing it because you enjoy it, you're not doing it to try and get something um financial out of it yeah and
0: and that and that's a big difference, definitely. Definitely. Man, I got this last question for you. Uh, I'm not sure how old you are, but if you could go back and sit like how me and you were talking right now and you Mm. could talk to the 18 year old Daniel. And if you can give that young man, look him face to face, knowing everything that you know now at the age that you're at now. And if you could give that young man one piece of advice going forward, what would you tell him? I love that question
2: because
1: that's something i thought about recently. I love that question. Um, I would tell him quite a lot of different things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Number one would be, um, don't worry. Yeah. At, at that age, I didn't know what I wanted to do career-wise. And I was sort of like pushed certain directions by school. And there was this sort of, idea that you had to go to university and i and i did in the end i went to university twice because the first thing that i did um once i finished i decided i didn't want to do it anymore because it it wasn't what i wanted um but no i would say slow down relax
0: <laughs> yeah
1: ex experience things go and try different things out because we're we're gonna live to an old age and that i think with um I do a lot listening to to Gary v. Uh, mm-hmm. I I I don't know if you heard this stuff, yeah, but yeah, he 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 talks about it a lot, and it's there's, there's this pressure to get in a job straight away, and you you stuck there, and it results in people being unhappy in their work. Um, so mm-hmm. I would I would say to my eighteen year old self, go and try different things. Don't follow the crowd. Be your own person. Um, another thing I would say is. Because I was quite shy, um, I wouldn't say <laughs> throw some balls and just go and do it. <laughs> because I think, I think, <laughs> I think it's a process that you you get there with, and confidence builds over time. But i I definitely say, um, I definitely say, just be more willing to approach people and and ask about their experiences. Mm. I I think you can take a lot from someone's. Uh, life experience, their their wisdom because they, essentially we, we learn by making mistakes. so if, if someone's gotten to a point of being a success with whatever it is it, it might be I don't know it might be being a painter or they might be in construction or they might have their own bakery whatever it is um they've they've been on this sort of pathway where they've made had to make lots of mistakes to eventually get to the point of being a, a success. Because it's the mistakes that we learn from and realize not to do again. So I I guess, kind of, I would say, put yourself out there more. Be patient. Be relaxed. Try different things. Put yourself out there more, and um, I I got to that point quite quickly. Um, but I'd say, don't worry about whatever people think. Mm. It's is. It's it's your world. You you follow your own path. If mm-hmm. if someone's not on board with you, that's okay. They they can take a different boat.
0: Mm-hmm. And I love all of that, man. Exper- especially that part about the the experience. That's something that I would uh, definitely tell my eighteen year old self. Um, I was a little afraid, you know, coming out of high school and being mm-hmm. in the same city that I I'm still in the same city where I grew up you know I would have definitely told myself you know man experience life you know before you start thinking about marriage and kids and all of this stuff man just
1: definitely I,
0: I wasted so much time doing things that didn't matter
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know and um you know gained a lot of experience in certain areas where I probably shouldn't have experience <laughs> but, um, you know, nevertheless, I experienced some things in life, but I would have chose chosen different things to do. Uh, There's so many other things I could have done. I, so many different things I could have put my time and energy into, my money into. I was making, you know, I had a job. I could have done so many different things. I could have went and visited different places, you know, before I had responsibilities and You know, uh, I thought about that today. Um, I made that post on Instagram about um, I was doing some DoorDash last night. And I I had to take in order to uh, this this certain neighborhood where I actually used to hang out with my friends at all the time. Like that's where I used to hang out all the time. Like that was my spot. I I met my wife there. And um, it just brought back so many memories last night. I'm like, wow, man. Like, I spent many nights here doing all types of things, things that I'm like, I don't know what, like where did, <laughs> crazy stuff. But I could have like been doing so many different things with my life. You know, I could have just so many more experiences I could have had to uh, understand myself and, what I like and what I enjoy but um, yeah man I, I just love that you know and that's something that I always tell other young men when I talk with them and they don't have kids and they don't have a wife I'm like man what you're complaining about what come on man go and experience life bro you don't you don't have anything to even worry about right now bro you're 18 you're 19 years old you know, you don't even have any bills yet right now, man. You know, <laughs> you're working, man. Spend your money wisely. Um, Do something that's going to set yourself up for the time when you're 25 and 30 years old, man. Like, don't follow my path where I'm now just 30 years old, finding out my passion and what I want to do. Like, start exploring those things right now. You know, so, yeah. That's... On,
1: on the plus side, like, from where you've, being to where you've come from that that's a massive positive you you've flipped it so yeah. even though you you prefer that you were doing this earlier on in your life you've changed it you've come out of that place where you didn't want to be and you are you're exactly in the place you do want to be Definitely. um I, I, I don't know if i don't know if we've got time but just on the topic of like what we would tell our younger selves mm-hmm. um has it changed your approach to what you would tell your kids when they get into that point of making decisions about education, et cetera?
0: Definitely. Definitely, man. Everything that I've experienced up until this point uh, is going to like be everything that I tell my kids, you know, and not to try to, you know, because like you said, I do believe that everything that I did experience Has everything to do with who I am today. You know, so all of the mistakes that I made, all of those experiences that I had, you know, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't be who I am today. I probably wouldn't have had the impact on other people that I've had, you know, if I didn't go through those things because a part of everything that I do, you know, I just remember the things that I've experienced and I'm like, man if I can just help another, like, if I could just help a young man, you know, be able to navigate life, you know, if I could help my son and help my daughters, you know, be able to navigate life and not experience some of the things that I've experienced, man, I want to do everything in my power. I want to be able to tell stories, you know, so that people can understand that, you know, you are not your mistakes, Mm -hmm. you know, like everything, like people look at me now, and they see me doing all of these things. You know, I was like when I graduated, that was like the biggest accomplishment of my life, you know, because because of the circumstances, you know, 32 mm-hmm. years old, you know, failed, dropped out of college twice, um, was working full time, going to school full time, taking care of a family, you know, three kids, wife. Um doing community work, doing all of these things and to accomplish something like that, you know, and building a podcast all at the same time and got my side business that I do all of these different things and to show people that just because, okay, yeah, I made some mistakes in my life, cool, but I'm not going to allow my mistakes to keep me in the same place to where I've been, you know, for the last five years. I'm going to turn some things around. And I'm not gonna allow this to be the end of my story. And that's like the thing that I wanna be able to teach my kids and other other people just everywhere that, you know, yeah, you're gonna make mistakes. You know, the ideal life would be to be perfect and to never make a mistake. But what type of life is that? You know, that you never, um, you never learn to appreciate the sun until, you experience a rainy day, you know, because you've experienced rainy days, you appreciate when you see the sun out and it's hot and it's a beautiful day outside because you're like, man, it was just a thunderstorm yesterday. You know, there was a hurricane that came through, you know, I live in Florida. So uh, we, we go through hurricane season over here and, you know, being through hurricane season, always makes you appreciate when you do see the sun because you know that at any time that those waters out on the atlantic or in the gulf of mexico can start getting crazy and there could be a storm come through here at any time you know so uh if you never
1: that's yeah that that is crazy i can't imagine living through that man
0: it's crazy man you know we haven't had like the crazy storm season since maybe 2017. That was the last time we had like a big storm come through Florida. Hurricane Irma came through here and man it just it destroyed the entire Florida man. And uh it was just a hard thing. You know, a lot of people a lot of people lost a lot during that time, man. So, you know, just knowing that every year, you know, we make it through hurricane season from May to November without a big storm you celebrate that you know because you just never know life is unexpected things happen all the time so you know you just got to take the good with the bad you know you make those mistakes and you know you allow your mistakes to make you better so um that's definitely the things that I'm teaching my kids you know and trying to be the example of that for them
1: what we're trying to do and in, in be a better dad isn't it and we have to go through all these mistakes but at the end of it there's that sunshine and it's our kids being independent and, and thriving and we we know we've done our job then but yeah getting there we have to be consistent we have to be accountable as well mm-hmm. um and yeah it's it's a tough job but I, I wouldn't change it for anything
0: oh no Oh no man. Definitely will not do that. But hey, listen man, we uh we definitely had a good talk man. I've um, uh, I've enjoyed this. Um I've learned a few things. Yeah, um, me too man. I,
1: I could talk to you for like another couple of hours. Man,
0: listen. My wife knows me. I will talk forever. Forever <laughs> man, you know, and that's my thing. So a lot of times I got to like hold myself back. You know, I have episodes on the podcast where I'm like, <laughs> man, I gotta try to hold it back because me, man, I'll have every episode be three or four hours. Yeah you know, yeah. like I could just go on and on and on. So many topics we could talk about, so many different things, man. But uh <laughs> you know, we both have families and um I've been gone all day. So uh yeah, man, we're gonna we, we we're gonna end that there, but man, listen. We gotta we gotta stay in contact. We definitely have to stay in contact after this, man.
1: No, definitely. Um I've I've got you on Instagram. I think I added you on on Twitter today because I found you on Twitter. Okay. But um and I gotta get no, better yeah. posting there. Yeah, no, same, same here. Um, but no, yeah, like a year down the line, let's do the same again. But until that point, I'll I'll be uh dropping you the odd message to say, see, how are you doing? Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah.
0: Definitely. Hey, man, tell the people where you can they can find you on uh, social media.
1: Yeah, so um, I'm mainly on Instagram and TikTok uh, under at um, Hi That Dad Guy. So um, yeah, just drop by. Um, give me a, give me a, a shout. Ask me anything you want. Um, I'm always trying to reply to people, so um yeah you can find me there i'm I'm on twitter as well i'm setting up my facebook Um, i'm not quite there yet but in okay. the next week it, it should be there so um i'm trying to document like i say my journey of getting out the the day job but having a bit of fun on the way so you might see some uh silly videos of just me being a dad and a prat yeah. but yeah,
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah come man. and say hello uh, definitely man so Dad, can we talk community? Man, you guys go and follow my man on Instagram and TikTok and find him on Twitter. And you guys support him in whatever way, you know. If it could support can come easily as a click of a like, you know, and uh if you see something on his page, engage, you know, say something, you know, let him know that he's doing all right, man. You know, one thing about us men. We love appreciation. That's the thing. If men were cars, appreciation is the engine of that car. Nothing moves it out without appreciation, man. So, you know, just let, you know, not just me and not just him, but any man out there, you know, <clears throat> if you know a man, if you know, a dad, tell that dad today that you appreciate him and that, you know, he's making a difference and you appreciate everything that he does. You know, you would make that man's day. So, um, Hey Daniel, man, you know we we gonna we gonna leave it there. Uh, definitely great talking with you, man. Well, uh, I think I gained me a new friend, and uh, yeah, yeah man, you definitely. can contact me anytime, man. You know, I'm I'm always open, I'm always available, man. Just let me know.
1: Same same to you, man. Any anytime, just drop me a message.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. So anyone listening to this, y'all would be able to find this streaming on YouTube at Dad Can We Talk. Uh, we're actually posted on uh, Apple Podcasts, uh Spotify, Anchor.fm, uh, or you can just simply go to DadCanWeTalk.com. You can find the YouTube page there. You can find all of the uh, episodes, streaming, everything is right there. And for those that are local here and um, for anyone that listens, if you want a shirt, I have some new shirts that will be here next week. I will have my original design, um, the original logo that you see all over the place with the red, the yellow, and the green. Um, I'll have some of those shirts coming next week. And then I have a brand new design where uh, it'll kind of have the uh, Nigerian flag in the background. It'll be uh, white and green on a black shirt. So uh, I am super ready to get my shirt. So I haven't had a new shirt in a while. So Um, I'll have those hopefully by next Tuesday. So if you guys need a shirt, inbox me. Let me know your size. Uh, The shirts are $30 a piece. So, man, listen, this has been another great episode of Dad Can We Talk. Y'all going to follow all the pages and continue to stay tuned for more stories from dads all over the world. But, Daniel, man, I appreciate you. I appreciate it too, bro Thank you, you. Alright man See you later I'll fuck with later Cheers bro